Pull up your pants. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Take off the bra and be a man. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Yeah, call me Super Bowl Rojo. The Rich Eisen Show. Super Bowl Rojo. How about when Fournette came? Yeah, I think it worked great. You know, we're a hell of a one-two punch. Earlier on the show, former NFL executive Joe Banner. Coming up, co-host of Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt. Los Angeles Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. Plus, actor and comedian, David Koechner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football has been wearing the old uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, flashback jackets all week long on uh, Good Morning Football. He'll be joining us. Keegan-Michael Key is his guest on his podcast this week. We had Keegan last week, and I just love talking to him. And Kyle, I love talking to as well. That'll be a great listen, I'm sure, on his podcast, 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt. Uh, and he'll be joining us uh, in his usual Wednesday spot in about 20 minutes' time. And um, right now, uh, the boat parade is about to get underway in Tampa, Florida. I guess they are going to use the bay and the boat. And uh, it's a great way to social distance and not get a whole bunch of like millions of people all congregated and stuff like that. Um, Chris, I know, uh, Brockman, you pay attention to these things that I'm uh, uh, frequently frown upon because I'm a National Football League employee. Is there a wager one can place on likeliest to fall into the bay (laughs) off of one of these championship float boats? Gronkowski, two to one. Uh, Gronkowski's minus money. Minus I mean, money, right? Right. It's yeah, minus. Yeah. <laughs> you can't actually. Or is Gronk on that. or Gronk's off the board? Like He's, they wouldn't yeah, even Grime give would, odds, right? They wouldn't even give odds on on that. They would lose so much money on the Gronk. Who would? Who's most likely to cannonball into fire the cannonball? He's definitely going to spike a beer into the bay. I don't sure, know. Yeah. I mean, that's littering. You can't have that. <laughs> He did that at the that. last Patriots parade. Remember, he was spiking yeah, on dump. Boston Harbor is used to getting things dumped in it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, what, what, Revolutionary what, joke, Mike. What, what I mean, Gronk did was Gronk has dented the he dented the Lombardi Trophy. Did you see that he tried to pass the buck on that to Edelman? He said it was Julian's fault Julian, Julian threw because they were in they were in Fenway Park. Yeah. That was funny for opening day with the trophy that they had just won yeah. from the Super Bowl against the Rams. And Edelman, with the ball, threw it towards Gronk. Gronk didn't have to, like, use the Lombardi trophy. That was You know, the, the top of the football as if he was swinging it a ball. And it dented the trophy. Look, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a piece of Tiffany. That literally is a piece of Tiffany. The Vince Lombardi trophy um, comes in its own Tiffany blue bag. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's, it, that's true. Like a Tiffany blue bag. Did they get that repaired? No, they left it. They left dented. it. They, they left it dented. Yeah, yeah. Hey, why not? Look, when you got we five got others, six of them. Yeah, 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 so the, five, yeah, yeah. Five, the other five, the first five are pristine. The sixth so one's got yeah, one. a little dent. Skip this one. Go so to the five many one. down the row. That's true. Are you seeing um, some of these Bruce Arians quotes I, about I Belichick? Am. There's yeah. some serious shade being thrown here a little bit. And Brady? They're on their Instagram page. I reposted a lot of them. Crazy. 
These are some... Um, yeah, Bruce being like, Tom would call me and go, yeah, I don't know if I can throw on Wednesday. And Bruce is like, yeah, I don't care. Yo, do whatever you want. <laughs> Sam, by the way, Sam Farmer, our neighbor here, are the Rich Eisen Show Studios here in, uh, on the campus of AT&T in Culver City, California, where we have been for six plus years. Uh, the Los Angeles Times is right next door to us. And so Sam Farmer went and hung out with Arians and his son in his living room after the Super Bowl. And here are the quotes saying Brady would text me and say, do you mind if I don't throw Wednesday? I was like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, And then he says, I allow him to be himself like New England didn't allow him to coach. I allow him to coach. I just sit back sometimes and watch. Even with Gronk, I'd say, dude, you're not practicing on Wednesdays. I need you on Sunday. I told him that if he ever needed a day off, he should just let me know because he never had days off before. Well, Rich, as you know, no days, no off. days off. off. Yeah. So, Man, that Bucks patriots game next year is going to be, as the kids say, lit, and I hope there are fans in the building that night. In Foxborough. Yep. Because, you know, if, if, um, if it was the other way around, that's your opening night game. That would be oh, it. Oh, yeah. Patriots add Bucks. Oh, NBC, like you, Al and Chris could start doing the research now. Book it. Instead, have you seen what the, op- yeah, yeah. the, the options are? Oh, I've seen them. Yeah. You want to look those up? Because there's one that just jumps out at me that's the obvious choice for who the Bucks, who are now currently, again, on boats in a parade um, celebrating their championship. Are you ready? Yeah, and and so uh, go for it, Chris. So we have obviously the divisional opponents right. of Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans. Right. Uh, they are playing the NFC East, so Ooh. it's Cowboys, Giants, Washington. Right. And, and Eagles. Oh no, no. So who's who's coming well, they're, to they're, their they're, house? Yeah, yeah. So they're playing. They're playing. Um, Holmes, who's Dallas and New York okay. is going to Raymond James. Okay. They're also Ooh. playing the AFC East, but that's Buffalo and Miami oh, are going right. to Tampa. And, and then they're also playing the Chicago Bears. Okay, so now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Division games, usually they don't want to start the season with a division game. They just don't want to do it because that's filet mignon for uh, other entities as well. Like I, and I, I just think they don't want a division game Unless somebody is particularly bright, new, shiny object as the new quarterback of the Saints, not named. I mean, Jameis getting his first start for the Saints in Tampa as they raise the banner has got a little bit of flash to it. And if the Bears get Deshaun Watson, I think that's your game. If the Bears wind up with Deshaun Watson before the schedule comes out, that's that's your game. That's your 2021 season opener. Fire, fire the cannons. LFG, Tom Brady comes out of the tunnel, and it's all going crazy. Deshaun Watson's first game is a bear taking on Tom Brady and the Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady and the Bucks. I'm, I'm still going through all well, that. All that, right? And so, um, I think that that happens. But also. The Buffalo Bills are of interest. I don't think the 
Super Bowl matchup that could have been the whole concept of let's see if the Bills can do better. Higher register games usually don't go very well to open up a season. You, sir. Yes, sir. You, uh, sir. That's flag that's behind you that's a little bit obscured by your workspace and the helmet. Oh, that's it. Dak Prescott back as the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback despite the fact that he was not included in some hype video for 2021. You seen that? I have. CD Lamb was in it. I mean, pretty much everyone was in it except for Dak and me. Glaring oversight <laughs> both you and Dak. But Dak Prescott back as your Dallas Cowboys quarterback opening up against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That is barring an unforeseen development at the starting quarterback position for the Bears or New Orleans. That is your season opener for 2021 as this day is long. I don't have the patience to jack with you That's today. correct. That's what's going to get the most eyeballs I think out that's there. It. Oh, yeah, that's I think it. that's yeah, it. I think that's it for 2021. Right there. I like your style. But if Deshaun Watson winds up in Chicago, now Dallas can uh, open up against, you know, the Giants or what their usual Sunday night, you know. You think that would bring happens. more eyeballs than a Cowboys Bucks opener? Oh, absolutely. You think? Who's the quarterback of the Cowboys? Well, we're assuming it's going to no, be Dak. Dak being back in in right. Tampa for a banner raise. As much as I do think Dallas has the eyeballs and the the pizzazz mm-hmm. because of who they are and America's team and all that, and there's a lot of fans like yourself out there, and then there are fans like the ones that Stephen A. Smith loves to troll on out there. Deshaun Watson's first game as a Chicago Bear quarterback. The Bears have quite the national following, sir. Don't sleep on them. And Deshaun Watson in Chicago, boy, first game against Brady and the Bucks, raising the banner. No, that's that 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 will happen if Deshaun gets there. First game in a building since the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, boy, oh boy, oh baby, oh baby. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Plus, they NFL wouldn't want the Bucks to start off zero and one, so they would definitely not. Put the Cowboys on. Oh, boy. (laughs) You know, you want them to shine a little bit. That's the Cowboy fan that Stephen A. Smith hates. Settle down just a little bit. I just will say this. You need to be careful. (laughs) Tread lightly. Because uh, I have been in contact with Mr. A. Smith. Oh. Mm -hmm. And he has said he wants to be our first in-studio guest when we're open for business. And um, with in-studio guests, we're, we're getting close to that. You know, we'll figure out the protocols and things of that as nature. Long as he's negative, he sure. wants to physically be here. Uh, does he want that? Though? How about the Cowboys? <laughs> we might have to position you in a different spot because the guest chair on this show has his back to you, and I can't have him screaming over his right shoulder <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> we might have to position you in a much more geographically visible space for our guests to engage. If you don't mind me saying our poll questions. Great. Let's do it before uh, Kyle Brandt comes. Cause he always comes up with a great idea at rich Eisen show is how you can check it out on our Twitter feed. Go for it, Chris. What do yeah, you let's do it. It's out right now at rich Eisen show. So it's I'll the, with a retweet as you so unpack it's it. The, uh, it's the nine year anniversary of the debut of Lynn sanity. 
Jeremy Lin against the Knicks, uh, uh, for the Knicks, against the Lakers back in 2012. He dropped 38 on he the dropped Lakers. 38. He made back-to-back covers of Sports Illustrated. You know how insanely rare that is? It was amazing. So we were trying to think about the greatest uh, one-hit wonder of the 2000s, but we just, we're football heavy, so we're just going to kick it to the NFL. Who's the greatest NFL one-hit wonder? David Tyree with the helmet catch. Peyton Hillis had that amazing year and was on the cover of Madden. I love it. That is what we are the using cover as our, of Madden. our video chip here. I love it. Peyton Tim Hillis Tebow and, and his cover. crazy year in Denver beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Or Larry Brown for your Cowboys, TJ, had three picks in that Super Bowl against the Steelers, signed that huge deal with the Raiders, and was never heard from again. Great question. The greatest one-hit wonder in the it NFL. It just hurts me to see Tebow up there as an NFL one-hit wonder. Could you imagine if he had, if he had in his run with the Patriots, yeah, kind of embraced, said, oh, no, the, embraced yeah. the the yeah. the role of the, I mean, honestly, Jack of all trades. Yeah, look, look at what we're seeing out of New Orleans. Look at what we we're seeing out of the guy who New Orleans turns to when Drew Brees goes down. The Swiss Army knife role that Tebow would have been phenomenal at. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Taysom Hill is how much, you know, again, I'm not too keen on his accuracy or anything like that, but why couldn't Tebow have played a role like that if the Patriots had figured that out? Or if he basically said, I am a quarterback. If he just decided to say, oh, what, 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 what can I do? And then you got like a package for Tebow. And he's also running you over. Oh, wasn't the fact that What he, if he had done that? He wouldn't have been a one-hit wonder. He might still be playing in the NFL. Wouldn't you think? He didn't want that, though, right? Wasn't I know. The reason? Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to do it. He wanted, what if I'm he, a quarterback. He could have been Taysom Hill way before Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is $21 million contract. Yeah, Taysom Hill's not in double-A Binghamton. Guys, I, you know, let's be honest. So Tim Tebow joined the Mets. So, I mean, let's be oh. honest. He, he made out. He made out. Uh, you know what I mean? Tim Tebow also uh, married Miss Universe. Yeah, and I'll never good. forget, man. It, Life is good. It, Peyton Manning, another reason why, just to make an argument against myself about Tom Brady being the greatest free agent of all time, one of the aspects of Peyton Manning showing up in Denver was it was the way, the off-ramp for Elway to get Tebow out of town. Because Tebow, as you know, wins a playoff game. He, the Tebow time, I saw with my own two eyes. The Steeler game? Uh, no. I saw my own two eyes. A Thursday night game where the Jets were in, in town. It was Mark Sanchez and the Jets. Thursday night football against Denver. And the Jets were the better team. They should have beaten them. And all game long, the Jets can't move the ball offensively. But neither can Tebow. I mean, literally, it was like he was throwing the ball with his feet. It was, it was I mean, the, the inaccurate footballs were all over the place. He looked terrible. And then literally five minutes to go in the game. It was, it was amazing. Tebow time, like we're talking about Lynn Sanity today. Tebow time was the football version of Lynn Sanity, yeah. where it would just be, okay, all right, it's, it's Tebow time. And the game literally would change. And you're like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and and the, How does that happen? And they would win. And they would win. They won that Thursday night oh, game yeah. against, against the Jets. Oh, yeah. I saw it with my own two eyes. I'm like, this is real. 
Then he did it in the playoff game. Also, someone but the, the Jets entire, fumbled, though. Who fumbled on the Jets uh, that game? Whatever. I'm sure. Look, they're, they're, but those that's part of Tebow time as yeah, well. Yeah. It's like Weird things happen, happen, right? Yeah. And so Elway that entire time, you know, was like, this is not sustainable in the National Football League. I'm not taking my first job in management <laughs> and, 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 and being, you know, handcuffed to Tebow because McDaniels drafted him. And I, I, I this is great that we're winning. But this is not sustainable. We are not doing this. And I'm not going to be attached at this hip. I'll tell you that. So how can you go ahead and get rid of an insanely popular person in town? Well, here comes Peyton Manning. <laughs> right, right, and the right, fact that right. he was able to do that right. and end Tebow time, as we know it, in, Den- in Denver. And everybody in Denver was like, the, he's the one guy basically said, oh, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. That was fun. Thanks for the memories. But uh, the, Duke's, the Duke just got the sheriff, and uh, we're going to go riding off into the sunset. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Vote on our poll question at Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I, I, Kyle Brandt will be here uh, on the program from Good Morning Football. And every now and then, I'm seeing Brockman and Del Tufo look up at the screen. There must be some talent out at this parade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Where did Stefan come from? Did that... Uh, is that-, uh, that came from... Uh, two things. John Mulaney wrote that with me, and John, I deserves a lot of credit for Stefan because mm-hmm. he wrote so much of the rhythm of that and the and the specifics of it. And clearly, I found it funny because uh, I laughed every time uh, we did it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we ever did it where I didn't laugh. John will put in different things, or he'll tell me as I'm walking out, and it's just like throwing stuff at me. And when I hosted last, John came out as. Yeah. 
Shy, his lawyer, who's also a piss artist. Yeah. And um, and he came in and he. This is all John, and John whispered it. And he comes out, and and he, I thought he was gonna do it kind of like in the Stefan voice, like, hey, Stefan, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he goes, hello, Stefan. <laughs> he talked in a very normal voice. And he goes, hello, Stefan. Hello, everyone. And he kind of talked in this real official voice. And I started laughing. And then he whispered in my ear, he goes, well, I have something to tell you. And he just whispers in my ear, my girlfriend works at Yoshinoa Beef Ball. <laughs> and there you go. And I just started laughing. Just to like, it's just punching me in the face. He's like, hey, by the way, my girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, if you watch it, I'm like, what? I'll tell you, I know you're not supposed to laugh at this stuff and break in the middle of a scene, but that's oh, just I broke amazing. every time. You yeah, did? the first time was we had a club promoter named Amnesia Bern- Bernstein, and it didn't really get anything. And then he goes, Amnesia Bernstein didn't really get anything. And he goes, I'll change it to something else. And then as I was walking out, he goes, oh, I changed Amnesia Bernstein to Gay Leota. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. So the minute I roll out, I'm like, Gay Leota. All right, the other one was, uh, sorry, the other one that made me laugh was he said, he'll change a little things. We had a we had, we had written, a, uh, uh, also at the club was uh, a two-year-old ultimate fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. He's got fists like empanadas and he's addicted to ecstasy. That's what we wrote. And then he wrote, so it was like two-year-old, uh, two-year-old, two-year-old ultimate fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. Uh, he's got fists like imp- he's got fists like empanadas, and they turn the cue card. <laughs> it said, "And he's my best friend." So <laughs> 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 when he turns the card, it says, "And he's my best friend." Oh my and god! I lost oh it. Oh my god! I was like John. I am laughing so hard. And behind the cue cards, passing, I could see him and Sandberg up against the wall, just like (laughs) watching me, laughing, like, "Ah." "Just do this, dude." Oh, that was a a great chat right there with uh, with uh, one of the funniest guys on Saturday Night Live, Bill Hader. Check it out at YouTube.com/slash Rich Eisen Show for all of it. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Our poll question, Christopher: We get a bunch of people saying we forgot this, we forgot that. Those that means that we got a good poll question. Yeah, that's going to happen yeah. when you only have four options. Like the Twitter, no, but we, Twitter but, polling. Has yeah, four. but we 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 definitely missed a couple. We definitely did, but it's okay. There's only but, four. But options. what we have is great too. And that includes our our friend uh, um, from Good Morning Football, um, who when he came out with his podcast before the season, I'm like, look. Uh, if you're up for coming on every Wednesday during the season and promoting your pod, uh, I would love to have you. He said yes, and he's made every damn appointed round, including this last one here for the 2020 NFL season. The uh, remarkably um, talented and hilarious Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football and 10 Questions of Kyle Brandt podcast from Ringer and Spotify with guest Keegan-Michael Key. Kyle Brandt, how are you, brother? Rich, it's awesome to hear your voice. It was awesome to watch you and be part of what you did all day on Sunday. Incredible job. We played the the clip this morning on Good Morning Football of the cannons going off. <laughs> we all laughed out loud at the table. Amazing moment. Well, again, I mean, we're sitting there and it's got, you know, we got eight and a half hours to, to go. And, you know, it's the, kind of like that sleepy first hour. Sure. And, um, and all of a sudden we're in the middle of a segment and they fire those cannons off. And I read throughout the week that they would only fire the cannons uh, if the Bucks won the Super Bowl. That was the only time. They're not going to fire right. them for every touchdown, every score, or whatever. 
and um, and then they fired the cannon. I honestly uh, jumped out of my seat, like we all jumped, even though it was across the stadium. And then they did it a second time. And just as Irvin was making his point, doing his hype man routine, um, and was one of those where I just barked at everybody to say, you know, can you give somebody a heads up? Like, what the hell is going on? There's many people in television and radio who could use the cannons while they're speaking. The energy needs to be dialed a little bit up. Uh, the playmaker doesn't need it. It felt blasting the cannons during Michael Irvin felt like it, turning on the, the bugles during like a Sam Kinison set in the 80s. Like We're good on the energy. It was really a lot, but it was awesome TV. So what is your assessment of Super Bowl 55 three days later as they're, as they're boating in celebration right now in Tampa as we talk? Yeah, you know... I'm kind of frustrated with Super Bowl 55. Uh, all credit and all glory to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I love what they did. And I'm specifically a huge fan of Jason Light. I love Jason Light, the GM. And yet, it's, it was a shocking outcome, 31 to nine. And I'm thinking of some of the more shocking outcomes we've seen, Rich, over the past you know decade or so. And I, I think that Seahawks team just destroying the Peyton Manning Broncos. It was just a clean butt whooping. Um, certainly, the 18 and 0 Patriots losing. They, they were. You know, we had Sean O'Hara on the show this morning as part of that Giants team that did it. They showed up. They were better. They were tougher. They were meaner. I'm, I'm my, my, several days away from this game with the Chiefs, I just feel like that, that wasn't the Chiefs. We, we didn't see them. And the postcard of that game, honestly, I, I, the, my takeaway in the, the frozen moment of that game, if I could put it in one image, would be Mahomes sprinting backwards 30 yards, running around like a rodeo clown, like in trying to just pull magic out of his backside. It was, it was ridiculous. I, it, I feel like it was as if he didn't have a chance. And so I would never put uh, a yeah, but permanently on it or an asterisk or anything like that. But I just feel like we didn't get the best Chiefs. And it was the O-line injuries and all that stuff, and there were several other factors. But I feel like we did not get the, best, the Chiefs' best punch that day. I wish we would have. And um, it's kind of frustrating me. I was, I was happy for a couple of days for the Bucks, and now I'm like, damn, the Chiefs really let us down, and I feel like we just didn't get the best Chiefs. Well, I mean, you know, and one of the factors that might have played into it is obviously what happened with Andy Reid's son and Britt Reid and sure. him now being on an administrative leave and there being a, uh, a baby, like literally, um, you know, a, a, little, a little human that's on life support right mm-hmm. now. And how can a human being actually focus on a task at hand when, when all that is going on? And that's why I, I kind of regretted the take that I did actually say yesterday, and I'll repeat again uh, with this now as the caveat as well. The, a Philadelphia Eagles Andy Reid team showed up at Super Bowl 55, where the quarterback that has been dynamite all year long has problems either with protection and balls get dropped and clock management rears its ugly head at the end of the first half and just mm-hmm. mistakes get made and it's just – just when you hope that the best can be put on the field, um, it doesn't happen. And that's what happened quite a bit for Andy Reid in Philadelphia and his tenure in Kansas City has erased all that, and rightfully so. Um, But that, you know, again, injuries, whatever, could have, the officials, I thought, came out tight Mm -hmm. too. Um, It all did lead to a Chiefs team that we have not seen look that way since Mahomes ascended to the starters role. That is true. That happened. It's true. And, yeah. and Rich, listen, I'm glad you brought up the Britt Reid thing. There, there's no taboo on that. I think there are people who are loath to mention it or maybe don't really grasp the effect that that could have on a locker room or a team. Very tight-knit team. This is not just that it was Andy Reid's son involved. It's one of their coaches. It's part of the deal, and it's really disturbing. 
And I'm not convinced that storyline is going away, and, I, and I'm worried it's not going away, and I'm hoping for the sake of everybody and praying for the child, but I do think it could play a role completely. And listen, I'm glad you brought up the Andy Reid thing, too, because we're quick to forget and we're eager to forget that this is 20 years of Andy, you can't count him on the big one, and that was his rep. And then you get Mahomes and it all goes away. But as we now peel everything back in the off season, it's like, wow, if they had not completed WASP, against the 49ers, we're still looking at losing the big one every single time. And credit, they made the play, but uh, there's a lot to unpack here. And as we do that over the next six months, the thing I have no time for is the, the right-on-schedule, predictable blueprint conversation about the Kansas City Chiefs. They figured it out. They did it. Now, now that we can beat that, I don't think so. I think there was a huge set of circumstances that went into the Chiefs losing that game, all of which had to do with the Bucks and injuries and home field and officiating. So, I don't have any time in this offseason, and we have time for anything in the offseason. I don't have time for the Chiefs are now exposed and this thing's over. I agree with you. I agree with you. Kyle Brand here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, what I don't understand is why the Bucks wouldn't be considered a favorite to repeat. Why wouldn't they be? Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I think they're going to run it back. And one of the things you already heard was a guy who, uh, as he says, uh, retired from uh, retiring in Gronk mm-hmm. and somebody who did retire twice, once in air quotes from the Steelers and then once literally at his own choice from the Arizona Cardinals. And Arians is like, damn straight, I'm going to run it back. Mm-hmm. And we're going to figure it out. Jason Light is just money. So let's just figure it out. I mean, like, they all have that Brady mentality of normally the 43-year-old quarterback's on his last legs and thinking, well, I'm going to definitely take the opportunity to ride off in the sunset for my exclamation point on my Hall of Fame career. He's like, no, absolutely. Maybe even 50. You know, like George Bland, cool. he's going he's gonna to run George Bland down. You know what I mean? Like, that. <laughs> it's so wild. that, that So why, can't, why wouldn't the Bucks be the, the favorites here? To repeat. He sets the tone in everything. You, you, I mean, you know how this goes. You've done a million of these interviews where you ask the question to Brady as he's sitting there with the Lombardi, and are you coming back? And to a man, it's always, you know, right now I'm just thinking about this one. You know, I'm going to take some time. And, I'm gonna, and He just goes, yeah, I'm back. He says it right there. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the dais next to Nance. Nobody does that. And yet he's so confident and so sure. And I think he sets the tone for everybody. To your point, B.A. is coming back. Gronk's coming back. And we'll get into it. You know, find, point to me the champion in a trial by combat that you know right now to say, oh, well, that's the team in the NFC that's just going to be a juggernaut. Because I have to tell you, I have a lot of doubts about I know everyone is already putting rings on Matthew Stafford's finger. Mm. You guys never won a playoff game in the Rams. I don't see these teams around the NFC they are like, I don't know. I'm scared of them. AFC, some bad, bad dudes. NFC, the Packers never get it done. Who's taking out Tampa next year? In the, this was the, they cheated it, Rich. This was supposed to be the warm-up year. This is you, you get in the wild card, and you, you, oh, man, you lost 31-27. to 27. Great season. Next year, they really have something. They already won one. They're ahead of the curve, and next year, I think they'll be better. I think you, we, we've stumbled upon something, and you just did there, Kyle Brandt. I mean, Brady's going to be in his house money year. I mean, it's his house. Mm. <laughs> I mean, but also, uh, you know, eight is much more of a round number than seven. You know, seven's, know. A, seven's a prime number. Eight's more, you know, more divisible, you know. And the fact is now uh, he could win as many Super Bowls uh, as a 40-year-old as he did as a 20-year-old. I mean, like, <laughs> the, these, these are all in the ether, and these are all things that you know he's going to want to um, accomplish. So why... That's right. I mean, Brockman recounted where the city where Mo Green has no plaque or signpost to recognize his greatness thinks that the that the 
who's who's the uh, favorite? The Chiefs are the favorite. Uh huh. Followed by Green Bay, and then Tampa's third at eleven to one. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't quite either. understand it. I, I love Rich that now we've gotten to the point of trying to hype Brady's greatness, and this is why I love that we're involving prime numbers into this, <laughs> divisible by themselves and one only. We've and run I out will, of it. I will double down with you. Right. I don't even look at seven first for him. I, the number I look at for him is ten, and I've started ten Super Bowls. So he gets to it next year. Then he's at eleven. That's at another prime number. That just doesn't. That won't do. Wow. I think you have to make it nice and even and uh, go with your own number and get to twelve, which is your jersey number. I think it's starting twelve Super Bowls and potentially winning nine of them. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I know. Especially since I mean, if he wants to continue on his, uh, with his branding, which I'm sure he does, TB12. Oh, yeah. I mean, TB12 is is all of that uh, and and a biscuit. I got uh, Kyle Brandt here on the Rich Eisen Show. Keegan Michael Key is one of the f- most engaging, energetic, funny people I've ever met and been around. I love talking to him, and I can only imagine the two of you guys must have hit it off for your pod this week. Amazing. I couldn't agree more. The most articulate person on the planet Earth. If I try to talk like him, I will break my jaw. He is so funny and so fast, and we got into the whole thing of a Hengel McCringleberry and all the Key and Peele <laughs> stuff. We, 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 uh, we looked back and when he hosted the NFL Honors, Rich, and it was so uh, time-stamped that very, that very moment that night that he had multiple jokes about uh, Brock Osweiler's contract were <laughs> in the monologue. So that lets you know, I think it was very 2017. He was incredible. That episode's out now. And I have to tell you, Rich, just an hour ago, I recorded one of 10 questions with a former number one overall pick and had an incredible time with Alex Smith, who uh, oh great, unbelievable. Listen, here, Alex Smith, you sit down, you're like, I'm going to talk to him about Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh, right. Colin Kaepernick, Patrick Mahomes, on and on and on. And uh, Rich, he told this story I never heard before about when he had the one year with Mahomes. He's sitting there, and it's late in the season, and he's running the number one offense in practice, and everybody starts talking. They're like. Have you seen what the rookie's doing with the scout team? Because he's doing these uh, no-look passes, and he's going behind his back, and this guy's putting on a show over here. And at that point, Alex Smith is like, yeah, I may be playing somewhere else next year. It's an amazing story. He's full of it. Alex Smith's a fascinating guy. I can't wait for that. He, he's kind of, um, you know, I, I interviewed him when he was coming out of Utah uh, mm-hmm. and was in the mix for, that's the first time I interviewed him um, on NFL Total Access way back in the day. Sure. And then my last time I interviewed him was at the Super Bowl in Minnesota um, when it was obvious that the Chiefs were going to go to Mahomes and he showed up that day and I asked him what, you know, what his future was and he said he did not know. And within three hours of him leaving, he was uh, with Washington. He was sent mm-hmm. to Washington. So he's kind of like my Dr. Nichols. Like I wanted him back because he lied to me. To my face, you know, and obviously there's this is not life and death like RDU 90 was, but he was kind of my Dr. Nichols. Like whenever I hear his voice, I'm like, I got to look at him. And of course, he's going to lie to me. He's not going to sit there. go, Yeah, I'm going to be trading the next three hours because it, it was all going down that day. And he couldn't have been more professional answering all the questions. He said, you know. uh, Richard, uh, I, I'm in the middle of this speech here. I'm <laughs> sorry. You, and you said you switched the samples. I, you I, falsified your research so Devlin McGregor could make probatic. Correct. Probatic. I almost showed up at his, at his introductory press conference all disheveled <laughs> and beaten up to break it up, like in the middle of I almost did it, but I thought better of it. And he would say, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, my friend Richard Eisen doesn't feel well. <laughs> 
I love yes. the fugitive. <laughs> that is the old remote drop. Ask him our poll question for the day over what there. What you got? All right, Kyle, it's the anniversary of Lynn Sanity's start today. Obviously one of the greatest one-hit wonder hoops players of all time. Who's the greatest one-hit wonder NFL player of all time? We went David Tyree, Peyton Hillis, Tebow, Larry Brown. Oh, those are great. Okay, I have a definitive answer. Um, I love Peyton Hillis. Uh, <laughs> the guy's on a Madden cover. That's right. Uh, Larry Brown went on to play a big contract from the Raiders. And then who was the, who was C? Who was the third one? You got uh, David Tebow. Tyree, Tebow, Hillis, oh, and yeah, Larry Tebow, Brown. Obviously, the, the answer here is Tyree in a runaway because the other guys had uh, albums they released. They had albums, you know, with the 10 tracks. And David Tyree was just a, the cassette single. It was one song. He never had another catch after that. He now has a smoothie store in New Jersey. Just one, He was a full, like, right said Fred. I'm too say I don't know if right said Fred actually had an album. I know I had the cassette single. The rest of those guys, they had at least an LP that they got out, a season worth or a run's worth. I think it is definitely David Tyree. But as I heard as I'm coming in, when you do a poll like that, everyone says, well, wait, what about this guy? What about this guy? You're forgetting some. And I think they're right. Yeah, I know. I, he, I, I guess uh, he's like that one. He's the uh, that thing you do. He's the wonders, you know, where he caught <laughs> yeah, right. where he caught the ball on top of his head. Uh, no, we're, we're, the one I'm getting on our Twitter timeline is Timmy Smith from mm. uh, from the Super Bowl. You know that that's the yeah, one that I'm um, getting the most right that's now. That's a big one because of the stage. I, I'm trying to think of my top of my head. There was a guy. Remember when Rogers had, was throwing hail marys to Jeff Janis? Oh, uh, the nice. wide receiver against Arizona, that was a big one. And there was one where the Patriots had a running back. I think his name was Jonas Gray. And he had like five touchdowns in a primetime game and then was late to practice the next See week. Ya. I think Belichick sat him and cut him. See ya. So that, I would nominate them. Yep, Jonas Gray. Snowstorm. Jonas Gray against the Colts yeah. on that Sunday I think night it game. Was. Yep, <laughs> it was. And then he missed and he missed the practice because it was and a snowstorm. <laughs> See ya, Jonas. Wouldn't want to be a out. Uh, so, uh, before I let you go, yep. uh, Kyle Brandt, uh, we are going to talk between now and the beginning of the season. I, I truly appreciate you calling in every week, man. Um, I, it's been a, a pleasure, literally right in the middle of the week. You help us get through the hump day with uh, a laugh and always something to think about and pop culture and sports. I really appreciate it. Um, so thank you. That's number Rich, one. Thank you. Thank and, you. Listen, I remember, I remember coming on week one. After week one, and uh, you had to you had to calm me down in your sage wisdom, and I, I had picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl, and they just got their clock cleaned by the New Orleans Saints, and I'm sitting here panicking to you, saying, "Rich, I got to switch my picks. Switch my pick." You were a steady hand, uh, a voice of reason, as it were. And uh, what do you know? The Tampa Bay Bucks are literally having a parade today on cigarette boats, like Sonny Crockett. So, <laughs> thank you for having me. I, I love you. I love your show. This is one of the highlights of my week. I'm dead serious when I say that. So much fun. You guys I are the best. I appreciate that. If I had only listened to myself, because I topped <laughs> off the Bucks multiple times, including Super Sunday, allowing Michael Irvin to act like he was uh, caping for TB12 all 26 <laughs> weeks. Um, I had to hold him to account on yesterday's show for that. But uh, right now, uh, one prediction I'm going to ask for you to crystal yeah. ball for me, um, and then we'll check back in with you periodically. Okay. Uh, the starting quarterback for your Chicago Bears in 2021 will be fill in the blank. What do you got for me? Okay. They can't possibly bring in Nick Foles again. They can't have him start. I don't think Trubisky works out contractually. He's a free agent. He's going to walk away. I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take a shot, and I'm going to say that the starting quarterback week one for the 2021 Chicago Bears is Sam Darnold. 
You'll love him, man. <laughs> is that a melancholy response? No, no. You will love him. You will love him. That would be great. That means that the Jets. Let me. Let me. Let me extrapolate. Let me yeah. pull on this strand. Let me put more meat on the bones. The Jets will give up Darnold because they have drafted somebody, or they have acquired the Holy Grail from Texas, from Houston. What do you got? I think that they have made a massively aggressive move in the draft and have redone their quarterback situation uh, for their brand-new head coach. I don't think that they're doing the Deshaun Watson thing because that's going to be too messy for too long. I think that they're making an empire move in the draft with all those picks that they've built up. Okay. By the way, if you get Deshaun Watson, we discussed it earlier, that that's the season opener on NBC is Bears and oh, uh, yeah. Bucks. If it's right. Deshaun gets his first start with the Bears, if he's with them, that would be Thank you for the call, Kyle Brandt. Uh, the uh, podcast, 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt on Ringer and Spotify. This week's episode is Keegan-Michael Key and then Alex Smith in a future episode. I will be, uh, I will be listening, tuned in. And, Kyle, thanks for the call, as always. Appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, Rich. Sometime in the offseason, we'll get together with our drinking buddies, Whitman, Price, <laughs> and Haddad. You're the best. Well, as long as we can find them on the, uh, on the island. Uh, Basking where, in the Maui sun. Because that's, that's what I saw on television. So, um, thank you for the call. You, you're the man. man, Rich. Thanks, guys. Right back at you. This is Kyle Bryant. Gosh. Whitman, Price, and Haddad. The Running Man home game. <laughs> Let's take a break. Phone calls when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Justin Herbert and David Kettner are in hour number three. Lots more to go here on this Wednesday. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Thrilled and delighted. The man who needs no introduction, but I'll give it to him anyway. The legend, Tony Hawk. Oh, thank you. How are you, bud? Very good, thanks. Okay, so what do we have here? Choices, because you know I've never, I've never been on a. I heard that. Yeah. So, uh, well, your staff brought sort of a um, spectrum of boards. This one's straight out of, I'd say, like 1982, 83-ish. The thumbs up from the owner, Ted McCarran. This one is relatively new. It's a little bit. It's more like for trick oriented. Okay. So I'd say less stable for you. Okay, we can't have that. Right. All right. Um, I guess mine's kind of in between because I got big feet, so. I ride a stable board wow. with tight trucks. Are you, you actually use your sure. skateboard? Yeah, of course. Okay, so, wow. All right. All right. Have you ever done any boards I, for I, a surf, <laughs> snowboard? This is a blank slate situation. All right. All right. So if I were to, let's see, you have to decide which way you stand, first of all. Okay. Right? So you're either going to stand with your right foot forward or your left foot forward. Well, I'm, I'm a right-handed guy. so That doesn't just... matter. 
How do you let's, ski? Uh, let's say if you're, you're, you're someone were to push you forward, which which foot would you? All right, yeah, okay. I say you're goofy footed. Okay, like me. Here we go. You're riding my board. You're goofy footed. This okay. is great. So, all right. Yeah. So what you want to do is put your front foot on the board, a yes. little bit of an angle. Okay. Right. Yes. And then just give it a little push off, and then straighten your feet, your front foot out after it's moving. Okay. And my only advice is to anticipate the motion. Anticipate right. the motion. So I'm going to don't fall. right go. foot like this. this oh my god, bad. this is no good. And then push off with the left. Yeah, and then just lean forward. Make sure you're leaning forward. <laughs> that would be leaning back. Is that uh, what you guys were hoping for? Yeah. Was that the money shot? That is exactly what we were hoping I for. I swear I gave him good advice. What a what a horrible moment. <laughs> but this is what everybody in this room was hoping for. Wow. I'm going to do it again. Oh, right. One okay. time. Oh, yeah. Let's do it again. Okay, you wow. got I'm it. I'm going to do it again. You got to lean good. forward. Lean forward on your front, like over your front foot. All right. You're centered more over your front leg. Okay. There you go. That's it. That's it. You got it. Got to teach my kids to stay, all, stay on the board. There you go. Look at me. That's it. You're Look skating. Tony Hawk, everybody. Hey. 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 High five for perseverance. <laughs> Gotta teach the kids to get back on it. But wow. I do need an ice pack. I'd lend an ice pack, please, somebody. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show at Rich Eisen Show on both Facebook and also Instagram and Twitter at Rich Eisen Show for all those spots. And then uh, for all those on Peacock, if we're, you missed anything right here after the show's over, there's some clips on the sports tab above you and then of course right here on NBC Sports on Peacock uh, show will rear later on where I have to Dan Patrick every day and taking you to brother from another with our friends Michael Holly and Michael Smith that's later on at 3 Eastern time 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this Rich Eisen show simulcast PeacockTV.com if you want to see us every single day live Peacock is free our show is free as well oh by the way it, there's so many different things about what makes Peacock so great Certainly in the sports realm, Rory McIlroy is now teaming up with Peacock to bring you the all-new Golf Pass channel. Watch premier instruction and entertainment from the Golf Membership Program plus daily news from Golf Channel. Sign up. Again, PeacockTV.com. Start streaming right now. Rory McIlroy and Peacock. That is a uh, classic combination. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Ron, in the great state of Oregon, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Ron? Hi, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. How are you, sir? What's going on in your mind? Um, I want to know, you know, you were commenting about Russell Wilson wants some uh, linemen, and I, I'm a Seahawks fan, and I couldn't agree more. And I want to know if the Seahawks have enough uh, draft picks to trade up to get uh, Panay Sewell from Oregon. You know what? Uh, I They don't usually choose people in the first round too often, and they haven't moved up. And, and it would be uh, – that's going to be something, again, that Jason Lockenfora, our colleague from – uh, CBS said Bears uh, close monitoring is the situation with with Russ and and Seattle. If they make a serious move to get a top notch lineman in the draft, that's what we would call a big wet kiss, and let's all hug it out. Um, could you imagine? And I appreciate the call, Ron. Um, could you imagine if they went ahead and drafted his replacement hmm. instead? <laughs> Just pulled a Packers. No, you know, like, that would be a big, you know, we're doing what's best for us, Russ. <laughs> Not to go all drop off the Keeley on you right here, but, you know, here we go. Hop on the bus, Russ, bus. because this is what we're doing. 
Don't need to discuss much. Uh, you know where I'm going. Keep going. Yeah. Man. No, no, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. In the bank. Drop off the key, Lee, and set yourself free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it'll be interesting if they choose an offensive lineman. They're like, we hear you, Russ. We hear you. What is going on there, man? Something is up. Russ had a lot of interesting, interesting things to, to Dan, say this right? week, man. To Dan, the DP. Yeah. Check that out. Um, we're all on the same YouTube, uh, same YouTube page as well on NBC Sports. I'm sick of being hit. Like, well, I mean, look, he's been hit. Well, I think I had the number. I wrote like it down. 400 something. 394. 394. Right? Yeah. And, no, it's, yeah, 394. I wrote it down. First nine seasons. That's a record. But some of that's, you know, when he was running around. Some of it's around, on uh, him, yeah. Come on, it's, not, it's him. not all like he's, st- he's not like some iron deer uh, on the lawn getting hit. You know, Phil Simms and Neil Lomax are on this list. Those are people who could not really move around. They weren't known for moving around. And the other people on this list are Randall Cunningham and Big Ben. So anytime that you're running around and then you're, you're tackled for a loss one yard behind the line of scrimmage when you've next-gen statted 50 yards trying to escape <laughs> Jason Pierre-Paul, that's technically a sack. Right. <laughs> Or you run out of bounds, but you're right. short of the line of scrimmage. And you don't take sad. what's sitting, staring there. You don't take the easy four-yard passes that's right in front of you. I mean, it right. is. But, you know, the, the Seattle offensive line has always been banged up and moved around and what have you for the Lions' share of his nine seasons. Pete in Richmond, Virginia. Let's take your call here on the Rich Odds Show. How you been, Pete? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? We're well. Uh, First and foremost, Rich, I must apologize to one T.J. Jefferson. I have called out the roster on many times to say hello, and I have never said hello to that gentleman. What up, my man? T.J., how are you doing, sir? My, my dude, I'm fantastic. Thank you for I hitting me up. I love it, brother. I love it. I love it. Del Tufo, you're but, still in timeout, man. You hung up on me a couple weeks ago. <laughs> He's got a quick Imagine that. Imagine that. That's what you got to say, Pete. You got to make your point. You got to be sharp. There's less pie. Otherwise, that's right. Otherwise, there's oh, less pie. Yeah, get it out there. Brockman, I know it still stings. But, uh, yeah, I'm just calling in. I'm having a horrible day at work. But way to go, Buccaneers. I told you all it happened. And I love your call for next year, Rich. But I got a business call coming in. So I'm out. All right. There you go. Pete, there you go. And speaking of, you know, you can't put PJ, TJ Jefferson on the paid on mind list. No, because no, no, two, two things. He looms large, not just here on this set, but on our YouTube uh, yeah. photograph banner. <laughs> Physically, he's bigger than But us. also, all you got to do is just uh, Google TJ Jefferson, and up comes the Altoona Mirror write up and his hometown newspaper of TJ Jefferson. TJ. There you go. <laughs> Shout right out to Altoona. Yeah, headline Altoona native feeling, quote unquote, blessed with life among the stars. That is quite the headline. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't realize this apparently was also on the front page of the Altoona Mirror, too. So I'm kind, of, kind of fancy page guys. news. Yeah. Now, the stars are your friends, right? Not not this show, right? Well, I mean, I mean my mean, friends and – I mean, everyone in this room's name was in that story. So you guys are all included. Well, to people. Not just that. Uh, Don, could you call up the poll question that uh, that I, uh, I had uh, – uh, everybody at home sort of mock up to to put out here because it's not just that mike del tufo is a star as well (laughs) sure he is because who else would post a poll question on their twitter account i saw all but one of these comedians in person perform which one did i not see perform in person (laughs) we were speaking about this yesterday afternoon murphy andrew dice clay and george carlin were the choices so just for those who may not know Mike or the reason why he's putting it we up there because we were talking this. about seeing comedians in person, he just wants all of his followers. Just take a guess. 
Which one of these comedians did I not see perform? Did, what were the we hell not kind of question Back is that? me up on this. Were we and you and Adam not speaking about no, this? No, it's got nothing when? to do with it. It's, that, it's not. We a, did it. No, no, no. I'm not saying that this doesn't have context <laughs> oh. in terms of why it would be on your mind. It's just. I've been around. Well, I've seen things. I've been around. What is, uh, okay, what is that? Is, how is that a poll question? Why would you tweet that out and ask people to guess? Because we were talking we, about it in TJ and We had Adam a little post-show talk. post-show talk, yeah. talk about it. I understand. So. And but, I said. But it's just like all of a sudden I'm looking facts. at my Twitter feed and I see no, Del Tufo not. put out a poll. And I'm like thinking to myself, what's the poll? And it's just. Which one of these people have I not seen in person? <laughs> and I've known you now for almost 20 years. I've been working with you daily in and out for almost seven years. And I don't know. And I, I don't even have a frame of reference to even figure it out. So I guess George Carlin, just because it's been old. <clears throat> oh, see, I'm wrong. But it's just so, it's, it's like, which one of these, it's, it's kind of like the answer that Cliff, Clavin gave on yeah. Jeopardy. Like, yeah, yeah. Who, who has not been in my kitchen? <laughs> like, okay. I guess. No. That is insane. It's just insane to post that. That is insane. <laughs> that is I, the epitome of narcissism. I, you know what? Here's the deal, guys. Which one of these people have I not I'm seen not in person? I'm not even responding to this. I'll, I'll handle this. Because normally, over, if it's a Paolo and Del Tufo, I'm coming off the top rope like Macho Man with the elbow. Yes. Thank you. But we did. This was part of our post-show discussion. And maybe there should have been a little bit more context, context to I it. Have context. <laughs> How many followers does Mike Del Tufo oh, have on Twitter? It's a, it's a nice number. Like a because, million? Because TJ hangs out with the stars and Mike is there one is of them. There is context so, on Instagram. If you look at my Instagram, <laughs> there is context, and I'll send this one in, and we'll read. Mike, we're come Mike, back. Mike, 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 we're not questioning the context. It's a po- no, we're it's a questioning. Tapest- it's a tapestry. Chris. Why would you post that for people to answer? Why I do? I do. Hold on. I, I'm not once mad at a you, week, Mike. Once a week, I do a yeah. what? It's like Mike thing. This right? is one of my things. It's a I Mike do. thing. It's a Mike thing I do. So in a case, so bottom Ask line Mike. is, here's, here's, there you go. here's now just for the Rich Eisen Show audience. And, you know, they call it broadcasting because you want to actually talk to a broad audience. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So people might not know context. You've got to continuously broaden things out by providing as much context for people who might just surf in or whatever. So for anybody who might not understand the context of anything that Mike Del Tufo posts, it's a puzzle. It's a tapestry. You've got to visit his Instagram. You've got to put it all together. Like so you understand who Mike met. I still don't even know the answer to this question. (laughs) I don't even know if I care. You care. You do. I do do not. (laughs) I do not. Last week I said I asked. Okay, so out of Justin Herbert and David Koechner, they're both going to be on the show. Yes. So they'll both be in your presence in no. hour three. So now they're here on Peacock. Can we let the Peacock audience? So if it's so, you have seen George Carlin in person. Yes. That leaves I've now narrowed it down to three. Chris, it's a caper. You know, TJ. Shh. But it's just it's a it's probably I'm already darts on board. Like I don't know. He texts Brockman. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I did. I don't. I don't. It's like throwing a dart at a board. Like I don't. It's not like you even give a hint. Like well, last week I did who I had not met in musicians. I put Quincy Jones. So these are Springsteen. I do a, once a week. This is oh, a running. Yes, it's a running theme. That's what I was saying. Out of you. context theater. It's not out of context. Of course it's it's just, it is. It's just no, like it's who fun. have I not met? It's fun. You've definitely seen Dice Clay in person. Yes. Okay. And got heckled by him. <laughs> Hickory dickory dot. So here we go. <laughs> I mean, think. don't finish the sentence. Right, I will. Say it. 
what is happening? <laughs> I love Brockman's. I love it. What is I don't It's a I very it. obvious one out of the group. <laughs> why why Cuz he didn't obvious? perform a lot in the 80s. Kennison? I'm going to put no, up a I poll. Saw twice. What goat have I never seen play in person? Like that's the same type of no, stuff that not. you're doing. It's no. the ex- what's no. different about it? Okay, in okay. a- Mike's defense here, right? I'll just say this: when you have a Twitter following, right? These are people who are following you for a specific reason. Okay, and you know Mike has a relationship with the people that he's following and that follow him. So maybe they are into they like the stuff that Mike likes. Nice, you know? high register. Nice. So well done. Yeah, but it still doesn't matter. Like I I it's really I have weird. no choice but to follow Mike every day because he's staring right in front of me. <laughs> okay? Like he's right there. <laughs> I'm looking at him every day. And I've been around him 20 years. I've flown on planes with him. You guys go and back like a car seat. Literally sitting next to Mike Del Tufo on a plane, I got an idea, just a little sense of what Evander Holyfield might have felt Boxing against Mike Tyson. <laughs> he bit you on the ear? No, like talk. figuratively talked it off. No, me and the guy next to me. So, me and the guy next so, to me had a conversation. So, Rich doesn't know. But so I, I, I think out of everybody here and anybody else on his Twitter following who might not be a family member, I think I've got the best frame of reference out of maybe anybody. And I don't even have an idea who this person is. It's a total like dartboard. Like I got one in a four chance. It's I got like, some ice cream. I got some ice. Justin Herbert's coming up. What is happening? <laughs> <I know. laughs> what? Hashtag attack Mike. <laughs>